one time the Koshnitsa Magid, the Koshnitsa Magid was a Talmud of the Mesritsa Magid, of Shmelkov Niklishburg, was a holy tzaddik. And Koshnitsa Magid once came on the night of Yom Kippur to Shul to say Kol Nidre. And he was the Chazan. So that night, Yom Kippur, he went to the Amud where the Chazan stands. And instead of studying Kol Nidre, he just stood there and just cried and cried and cried and didn't start Kol Nidre. And he did this for an entire two hours long, just kept crying. Everybody was like shocked. They were waiting for him to start Kol Nidre already. It's getting late. He hasn't doing he hasn't been doing anything, he's just crying. Standing there and crying. After two hours, suddenly the Kajan Tamaki turns around and he asks people, Is there anybody here from the city of Pilov? Pilov is a city in Poland. So they looked around the shore and they couldn't find anybody. Finally they found a Jew from a village not far from Pilov. And this Jew said, I'm not from not far from Pilev. So the Kajan Maggid called him over and said to him, Do you know the city of Pilev well? He said, Yes, I go there every week, twice a week to sell my merchandise. I have a farm in the village with cows, and I make milk and cheese, and I have eggs for my chickens on the farm, and I take this stuff to the city of Pilev, which is a bigger city. And I sell my merchandise there in the marketplace. So I know the city. I've been doing this for many years. So the Kershaw Semachit asked this Jew, do you know the Paritz, the very important Paritz from Pilev? Everybody knows him. His name is Kshanzi Shatrinsky. That was the name of the Paritz. And the Magid, the, the Kershaw Semachit asked this Jew, do you know this Paritz? Kshazny Shatrinsky. And the Jew said, of course I know who he is. He's very well known. Everybody knows him. He's very rich and very important. I even know his dog. So the Major Kershaw Magid said, tell me about his dog. And tell me where he got his dog. How did he get his dog? So the Jew started telling about the dog. The dog is huge. He's as big as a big cow. So big was the dog. He's always hanging around in the city. He's always roaming the streets in the city of Pilev. But he doesn't bark ever. He doesn't hurt anybody. He just walks around like a nice, tame dog. But he's huge. So the Magid asked him, <clears throat> where did he find this dog, this Paritz? Where did he find such a dog? Such an unusual dog. So the man said that the Paritz once traveled far away just uh, for vacation and play games and have fun with, with other Paritzim. So when he came back, he showed us the dog. He said, I just bought the dog for a lot of money in this foreign place. He paid 1,800 gold coins for this dog. And then when he took him home, he built for that dog a little house, a special dog house. A beautiful big doghouse which cost him another 200 gold coins. So he spent 2,000 gold coins 
for this dog. And every day he would give the dog 10 pounds of meat. And that dog would fresh huge amount of meat every day. One time, the poets brought the meat for the dog, and the dog was so hungry that he didn't wait for the poets to bring him the meat. He jumped towards the poets and grabbed the meat out of the poets' hand and fressed it up. The, the, the poets got very angry. <clears throat> he broke down the house of the dog and he beat the dog and he sent him out of the house, threw him out of the house. And from then on, the dog just walks down the streets of the city, all lonely, and he doesn't hurt anybody, doesn't even bark. And that's the story with the dog. When the Magid heard these words, he became very happy. And he turns his face back to the Ahmed and began to say three times with great, great excitement. And he says, you hear Malach Michal? Do you hear Malach Michal what this simple Jew, this villager just told us? Did you hear Malach Michal? Three times he said. And then he started immediately saying, Kol Nidre. <clears throat> Everybody was totally puzzled. What went on over here? Very strange story. First for two hours, the Magid doesn't say Kol Nidre, and he cries and cries. He's very upset, obviously. Everybody was scared. What was going wrong? What does he see in Shomayim? Something terrible happening. And then he asks this very strange question of this villager, whether he knows Pilev, and he knows the pockets of Pilev. And then he hears a story with a dog, and he gets all excited. And he starts saying Kol Nidre, and then he talks Malach Michal three times. What is going on? Matsuyam Kippur. You know, the second Muslim Kippur is called God's Namin. The name of the day after Yom Kippur is called God's Namin. No, it's a special day. So the Koshin Samagid got together with Chassidim for a meal. We usually have a meal with Yom Kippur. So Chassidim, the older Chassidim, who were close to the Koshin Samagid, they dared to ask him the question, what went on last night on the night of Yom Kippur? And the Magid told him, what happened? I'll tell you the story. Yesterday, when I went to the Amut to say Kol Nidre, I saw in Shemaim a big kitrug. A kitrug means a very strong crit criticism, attack against the Jews. That means the Satan and all the Malachim that were critical Malachim, Malachim that their job is to criticize the Jews and always showing how bad the Jews are. They, 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 were, they were having a very, very, very strong accusation against the Jews. <clears throat> and the reason why this was a very dangerous situation in the Shemaim, in the heavens, is because of the following story. There's a city called Mechiv. That's, it's a small town near the big city of Krakow. And in Mechiv, there lived a Jew who was very, very poor. He had a daughter who was getting of age, and she had to get married, but he didn't have a cent to marry off. And his wife, she kept pressuring him that he should go around from city to city and collect money, beg people for money like a poor person, 
ask for tzedakah, and then till he has enough money to do a wedding so they can marry off their daughter. But this poor man was a very bashful person, always very embarrassed to ask. He didn't have the personality, he didn't have the type, he wasn't the type of person to, to ask people. He was very shy, he was very shy. He didn't know how to talk to people, he was even embarrassed to speak to people. So if people brought him on their own, they would bring him money he would take. But to go and ask people, he was very, very hard for him. So you can imagine a person who is so shy and embarrassed to ask, he, he wasn't able to make a lot of money. So, he, but his wife said he has to go from city to city. What is he going to do? He needs the money. So he went from city to city until he came to the city of Pilov. No, city of Pilov is one of the cities that had a lot of Jews. And people, some people had money, some people had less money, more money. But he went from door to door and asked people for money, even though it was very hard for him to ask. But he tried. One day he was in Pilov, still in Pilov. And he's thinking to himself, you know, I'm so far away from home. And I'm, look, I've been away for so long from my house to raise money. And look, I don't even have any, not even enough. I'm very far from having enough money to do the wedding. And he became very depressed, very sad. And as he was thinking about how terrible the situation is, that he's been trying so hard, so hard. But, you know, people give a few pennies here and a few pennies there, but it's not enough. So he became very, very sad, and he started crying. and cried hysterically, bitterly, bitterly. Oy, what am I going to do? And he's walking on the road and crying and crying. And suddenly, there's a wagon with a poritz, the poritz of Pilaf, that's riding by exactly where this Jew was walking and crying. And he hears a Jew crying and sighing and sobbing and, and, and blowing his nose. And, and his, his, he, so he stopped the wagon. And he said to the Jew, Jew, come here, I want to talk to you. But, he, you know, this Jew was very shy, and especially an important poet like this. He also had a lot of wagons that were following him. He was a very important poet. So all of his helpers and all of the, some younger Pritzim would follow him around. So he was very intimidated. He didn't want to go. Then the poet asked him a few times, no, 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 please come, come, come. So finally the Jew had no choice. He had to go. And the poet asked him, why are you crying? What's the matter? And he said, told him the whole story, that he's, he's very poor and his daughter is already of age and there's not a penny in the house to do a wedding for her, so I can't find a chasm for her. And he's been trying for months and months to travel and now he's far away from home, he's in the city of Pilav and still he doesn't have even nearly enough money that he needs for the wedding. When the poet heard this, he said to him, don't worry, I'm going to give you a letter you go to my secretary in this and this address. You show him this letter, he'll, he'll give you the money. How much money do you need? And the Jew said, I need a hundred gold coins. It was a lot of money. So the poet says, here, I'm going to write in the letter that he should give you a hundred gold coins. And then you go home and do your wedding and don't worry. You don't have to cry. The Jew took the letter and... 
And he said goodbye to the poets. The, the Jew thought this poet must be crazy. Why is he, why is this poet, who's not a Jew, why would he give me a hundred rubles like this? Maybe he's making a joke, he's mocking me. Yeah, it's probably nonsense. She's making a joke out of me and he's just making fun of me and that's why he's giving me the letter so that I would think that he's going to give me a hundred rubles. And so he said, ah, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go to that address. I'm not going to go pick up the money. He was afraid. And said, okay, let me go on with my way. Go from city to city. Maybe I'll make a little more money. Till he came to a city called Dubenka. And there, he looked at a, it's very far away from his house. And he thought to himself, listen, it's almost Elul. And then Yom Tov, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. I can't be on the road during, during Yom Tevim. I have to go home. No, I have some money already, but not enough. I, I'm better, it's better if I go home now so that I can be yonder with my family. That's what he did. He went back to his house, and again, he passed through the city of Pilov to go home on the way home. And in the city of Pilov, he stayed overnight. He stayed in somebody's house because he couldn't travel at night. And he's speaking to his hosts about what he's doing here, why is he traveling. He told them the whole story. And he also told them the story that happened with his Paritz of Pilev. Now, he was in the city of Pilev, and this host knew the Paritz of Pilev. I mean, he knew about him. And he said to him, you know, this Paritz of Pilev gave me a letter, but I think he was making fun of me, he was mocking me. So the host asked him, show me the letter. He showed him the letter. He said, wait a second, this is his signature. This is a real letter. You're crazy. You should go to the secretary and get the money. This is not a joke. But he just said, nah, I don't believe it. I can't believe it. It was too late. He was too shy to go. So the, the host said to this Jew, give me the letter. I'll go get it for you. And he takes the letter and goes to the secretary of the poets. And yes, the secretary gave him 100 rubles, 100 gold coins. And he gave it to that Jew. And that Jew was so happy. He went home. He had all the money he needed. And... He was very excited. But after that story, this was close to Rosh Hashanah, as I mentioned before. It was coming to Rosh Hashanah, the Yom Hadin, the Day of Judgment. A big commotion started brewing in the heavens, in Shemaim. And there was a very, very serious accusation against the Jewish people. That the Jewish people are not as charitable, they're not as kind as this poet. Look at this poet. He heard how much the Jew needs. He gave him the whole money so he shouldn't have to travel anymore. And look, he's been asking from so many Jews and everybody gave him just a penny here and a penny there and a penny there. Nobody made sure that he has all the money so he can go home on time. And this guy showed more charity, made big more tzedakah than all the Jews together. That's a serious accusation against the Jewish people that the guy is more charitable, more kind, and a bigger Baal Tzedakah than the Yidden. The Maggit of Medrash, the, the Kershnitzah Maggit said, when I saw this story in the heavens, that it was, it was the night of Yom Kippur, and I saw that in the heavens there was a big commotion and there was a big argument and a debate and the Satan and the other Malachim that were accusing the Jewish people had a very strong case. It looked very bad for the Jewish people.
And Malach Michal didn't know what to say. Malach Michal is always the defender of the Jewish people. He's the Malach that always protects the Jews and always, you know, says nice things about the Jews. But here he didn't know what to say. <laughs> it was a very, very strong argument. Look, this part what he did. And none of the Jews could do that. So <clears throat> the question Mike said, when I saw this terrible situation in the heavens, I cried. And I cried and cried and cried. And finally, I thought of an idea. I found this Jew. I was looking for a Jew from Pilev. Because I knew about this dog. There's a story about this dog that the poets had. And what was the story telling me? It was telling me that this dog, the poets spent 2,000 rubles for this stupid dog. Which means that money is nothing to him. He's so rich, he has so much money, that 2,000 rubles is a joke, it's nothing. He doesn't care about money, the money is like dirt. He's got so much of it that it's not even exciting anymore. So you think it's a big deal that he gave 100 rubles to a Jew? To him that money means nothing. It's not because he's so kind and he felt the pain of this Jew, and that's why he took money out of his pocket. That's what tzedakah means. Tzedakah means that you're taking money, which is not easy for you to give. It's, it's important money that you can buy shoes, you can buy stuff for yourself, you can buy a lulav and esri, you can buy tefillin. It's, it's important to you. But you see the pain of another Jew, so you're willing to give up the money. That's real tzedakah. But this part is giving 100 rubles to a Jew, because money means nothing to him. It's like a joke. It's like asking me, give me a little bit of, a few pebbles, a few stones. It's, nobody will say that's seductive. Oh, that's amazing. It's impressive. It's not impressive. It's just, it's, it's worthless. And the proof of that, that it's worthless, look how much he spent on the dog. And then when he didn't like the dog anymore, he threw him out of the house. So now he wasted 2,000 rubles on a dog, which now he doesn't even have the dog anymore. And then I said to Malach Michal, you hear Malach Michal? That's what, this argument you can use. And that's when I said Kol Nidre, because this was successful. Because when Malach Michal used this argument, the Gzeire, the decree against the Jews, went away. 